With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ...in the body from the cellular level, without all the caffeine, stimulants, or hormones. Over 1 million people around the world have experienced results from this amazing product. We are giving away free samples of this amazing coenzyme. Call and get a sample sent to you today by calling 801-895-4449. And again, that number is 801-895-4449 or visit our website at coe1.com. You're on board KCAA's Inland Talk Express. KCAA, Loma Linda, 1050 AM, the station that needs no listener behind. Today's edition of Culture Shocks. This is Barry Lynn. Um, I just want to say that, that this is a tape broadcast today. There are no calls, and uh, this is something that's being taped on Thursday afternoon, May 23rd. And the reason that that's important is not only because it happens to be my daughter's uh, 35th birthday today, but also because uh, both myself and my guest, Peter LaBarbera, who will join us in just a second, uh, are sitting around in our respective offices waiting for a decision by the Boy Scouts of America, an organization that I truly support and have always supported it. My son is an Eagle Scout, uh, was a a church-related troop member for many years outside of Washington, D.C. It is a big deal, and the Boy Scouts are deciding in a meeting outside of Dallas, Texas, whether to drop the existing ban on gay Scouts, not gay scout masters or other officials, but gay scouts. So we're sitting here waiting. It's probably some hours before the decision will be made and officially announced. Peter LaBarber has been with us before. He's the president of Americans for Truth About Homosexuality, or AFTA. It's a group dedicated, uh, I believe in your words, Peter, exposing the homosexual activist agenda, which is not perhaps the way I would describe uh, the legitimate, in my view, demands of the gay community, but I believe that that's the way you'd prefer to frame it. Right, absolutely. We we focus on homosexual activism and reporting a lot of the information that the media, which I would say is usually the liberal media, uh, ignore. Uh, there are people that we have on or have had on, like the late Andrew Breitbart, who I never frankly found, although they were political uh, 
completely not allied with me, but I, I just found them very difficult people to deal with. I find Ann Coulter, the rare times that we have had interchanges or dealings, or she writes about me in the column, a kind of mean-spirited person, and I've never found you that in the decades that I have known you back when I was with the American Civil Liberties Union uh, and for uh, 20 or so years uh, since that time. Um, but we well, likewise, have a, likewise to you, uh, Barry. You know, we can disagree and we can still be civil. Yeah, and I think that that's uh, something that's been lost uh, in the debate about this and a lot of other things. And people can make up their own minds about both of us and whether we're uh, decent people making uh, substantive arguments. The Boy Scouts of America issue, it is a major issue. You have been very much out front and center about not changing this policy. Let's be clear what the policy is right now. What what happens if a young man who's 15 years old, for example, announces uh, to his scoutmaster, uh, look, I, uh, I have feelings only for other boys and young men. I'm gay. What happens to him? Well, I think we look to the, the Dale versus Voice, uh, Boy Scout case, the Supreme Court case, which I think wasn't that 2000, Barry? Yep where uh, actually he didn't come out and say that. I believe he was, uh, it was reported that he was uh, at a homosexual pride uh, parade or some, That's some sort of pride event. And so he was uh, denied uh, the, uh, allow, uh, not allowed to be an assistant scoutmaster. Now, this policy change they're talking about, at first they were going to say open up to open homosexuality for both the boys and the scoutmasters, the adults, after uh, a huge outcry uh, in the populace, uh, that was changed, and the compromise, so-called compromise Boy Scout proposal, would uh, ban, would not allow quote discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation for the boy members. And so, the what used to happen, uh, for example, with James Dale and anybody who says they're uh, gay, homosexual, uh, they would now allow, be allowed in the scouts, and yet the policy would still say uh, no homosexual or you know, sexual behavior of any kind yeah. uh, in the scouts. Right. Well, let's take a step back just as a practical matter. We're talking about young people, and, and maybe you would say maybe they're more conflicted. I might say by 15, 16, you kind of get it, you understand it, and in the case of someone saying, look, I am, I have affection toward only other boys. What happens on a, in a local community? Does, the, it, it, does as soon as the scoutmaster hear this, the kid is shunned? What, what happens as a practical matter? Well, you know, um, I wasn't in the scouts at that age. I was in Cub Scouts. I think I was in Boy Scouts for just a year. So um, I wish I'd been an Eagle Scout like your son, so I'd be more qualified to say. But I believe right now the the, the scouts, um, you know, they they fought for their right to uh, adhere to their own moral code, and and so. Uh, I guess you have to back up a little bit, and we're never going to agree on the terms, Barry. That's one of the problems sure. with this whole issue is that really a lot of times you have the opposite sides talking past each other. For example, I try not to use the word gay and just uh, – I use the word gay, but we have a different understanding. We believe that uh, homosexuality is mainly about behavior and that uh, people who once called themselves gay, they – they have some have left. Um, it's more about behavior to us, whereas I know you use it more of a, as a as an identity term, a, sure. sort of a core identity. Um, but the, the scouts have always adhered to a traditional moral view, which uh, proscribes homosexual behavior. And so, as I understand it, though, Barry, if if today you had somebody in the scouts who had those feelings and he didn't go around telling people about it, 
he didn't make a big deal of it, I believe he would still he would not be ousted from the scouts. Is that correct? Yeah, that's my understanding. It's just that some people, of course, because they, whether I'm right or you're right, if they identify themselves as this is a major part of their personal identity, then you would want to talk about it in the same way you'd want to talk about if you had a nice new girlfriend or you like the, the favorite sports team, you like the Chicago Cubs better than somebody else, you might identify, you might, it might come out. And, and then it is public, and then it is, in today's sense, it, it's a problem. And it's also a problem, as I understand it, Peter, because the scout principles still contain phrases like morally straight, and they don't mean that yeah. in, the, in the terms of straight versus gay, and clean, but I, I just don't know that the Boy Scouts of America literally throw people out or ask them not to come back to a meeting if you're a 17-year-old and you have sex before marriage, uh, just heterosexual sex. I, I don't think they're throwing people out for that, which questions whether the principle is really put into practice. Well, I think the, 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 the big Supreme Court case was all about their right to have their own moral creed. Now, um, one of the things about what you just said is somebody does want to talk about it. I think what parents want, let's face it, parents don't really want a lot of talk about sex at all. And many parents have the view that homosexual behavior is wrong. It's a sin, or they just believe it's, it's not something that should be uh, encouraged, and so they don't want those discussions. Now, what we, one of the arguments we've been using in this whole debate is um, this would not be the first step, of course. If you allowed openly homosexual scouts, uh, number one, you, you take away one of the linchpins of the scouts' defense all the way up to the Supreme Court, which they won. If they start allowing homosexual scouts, you're going to see more lawsuits. Ultimately, you're going to see a scout who becomes an Eagle Scout, and then he says, wait a minute. You let me be a scout and openly homosexual up until and including becoming an Eagle Scout. Now you're not going to let me be a scoutmaster or an assistant scoutmaster because of my homosexuality, and that would be challenged in court. And ultimately, this is this would be the, the yep. beginning of the end of the policy entirely. Yeah, I, I must say that I have to agree with that. I, I, I do agree that it is there's something irrational about saying when you're 17 and a half and you're an Eagle Scout, uh, that's okay. You become 18 years old and one day and you say, I want to be an assistant scoutmaster, all of a sudden it's no longer okay. If, if you're standing fast or claim to be standing fast to principles that are, at least at the moment, writ in stone, I, I do think it's irrational. I do think that you're right about this, that if, in fact, the decision is made to allow gay scouts, gay scoutmasters will, in fact, be eventually where this ends up. Not something that bothers me, something that does bother you, but I think we do yeah. agree there's a certain irrationality to splitting the difference here. Yeah, and I think the scouts have been disingenuous on that point. I mean, I think it's uh, to us, it's snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. They won the Supreme Court case. Now, after they won, the homosexual lobby went on a rampage. Well, well were, before we go on, a, we, we won't go on any. Lands, yeah, we won't and, go on any rampages, Peter. But I do have to take a little break. When we come back, more with Peter LaBarbera. He's the president of Americans for Truth about homosexuality. A little bit more about the Boy Scouts, and then the overall question: gay rights in America. I've said this before to other guests. Its time has come, and it's only going further. Maybe Peter disagrees. We'll be back on Culture Shocks. Now back to Culture Shocks with Barry Lynn on the Genesis Communication Network. 
Every month, Americans United for Separation of Church and State publishes an award-winning magazine called Church and State. It exposes efforts by the so-called religious right to eat away at the core principles of religious freedom. Should your tax dollars fund expensive private religious schools and cut back funding for your local public schools? Should government bureaucrats get back in the business of writing unity prayers for your children to recite at school? Should we teach good, solid science or replace it with religious messages about intelligent design? Should special interest groups force your school library to take popular books from the Harry Potter series to Judy Bloom novels off the shelves? These are the issues explored every month in Church and State magazine. To learn more, go to www.au.org. Americans United fights to protect and promote the constitutional principle of church-state separation. For more information, please call us at 1-800-875-3707. On the average, Americans work between 45 to 50 years hoping to build up enough wealth to retire and live out their golden years. Unfortunately, with taxation, the rising cost of food, energy, housing, and medical, many retirees are forced to live below the poverty line. Is this a flaw free enterprise, or is our monetary unit we call the Federal Reserve Note forcing us into perpetual debt, ensuring inflation and higher taxes? These questions and more can be answered by reading G. Edward Griffin's book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. Congressman Ron Paul states it's what every American needs to know about central bank power, a gripping adventure into the secret world of international banking cartel. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I will give a silver dollar from the early 1900s to anyone who purchases this book. Call 1-800-686-2237 and order a copy today. It's critical that the public be made aware of the system. Call and order your copy today at 1-800-686-2237. That's 1-800-686-2237. So, a natural disaster strikes, and out goes your power. You risk losing stored food in electric freezers and refrigerators. Your options, lose all that expensive food and medication, fire up a noisy gasoline-powered generator, or switch now to a propane or natural gas-powered refrigerator from Ben's Discount Supply. Ben'sDiscountSupply.com has a complete line of propane-powered refrigerators, freezers in sizes ranging from a small camper cooler size up to a whopping 21-cubic-foot refrigerator freezer or a 22 cubic foot deep freezer in stock and ready to ship anywhere bensdiscountsupply.com also stocks a full line of solar powered appliances to get you completely off the grid check out bensdiscountsupply.com or call 800-771-7702 that's 800-771-7702 or click bensdiscountsupply.com for camping home or bug out location bank on bensdiscountsupply.com Gardeners, here comes another growing season, but don't use last year's soil. Maximize yields in your survival garden with EM1 from Terragamics. EM1 is an organic soil conditioner, fertilizer amendment, and compost accelerant that provides a broad spectrum of beneficial microorganisms, enzymes, trace minerals, vitamins, and various organic acids. EM1 helps regulate the soil's pH level and its soil microbes, improving moisture retention and drought tolerance. Remember last year's dry conditions? EM1 from Terragamics is safe, chemical-free, and certified for use on all organic farms. It improves plant quality, size, color, flavor, and gives up to 20% more nutrient value in fruits and vegetables and greatly increases shelf life. And EM1 is so simple to use, just mix with water and apply. This year, prepare your crisis garden for maximum yields with EM1 from Terraganix.com. Order now at T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Terraganix, life's getting better. 
speaking uh, to Peter LaBarbera, my guest today from pres the president of Americans for Truth about homosexuality, uh, just a few hours from the decision to be made soon by scout leaders outside of meeting outside of Dallas, Texas, on whether to admit uh, gay scouts, even openly gay scouts, uh, who are now, at least in theory and often in practice, although there's some ambiguity about how many people are actually thrown out of the Boy Scouts every year uh, for being openly gay, but that that would change. The one point of agreement so far that we've had in this what often becomes a cantankerous conversation about this issue is that if scouts who are gay are indeed full scouts uh, after the decision in Dallas, I think soon, very soon, there will be more lawsuits and gay scout masters will become uh, the norm, that is to say, it will be permitted, uh, they will have a right to claim that they should be in those positions, notwithstanding an earlier Supreme Court decision back in 2000 that runs at the moment uh, to the contrary. So, Peter, in this morally hey, Barry, can I say one thing yeah, on sure, that point? Sure. Is that a lot of people think that the, the federal courts will, this will come back, and the federal courts would, now that this, if this policy, if it is overturned or the new policy is launched, uh, they believe that the courts would ultimately lead to uh, uh, force the scouts to uh, allow openly homosexual adult scoutmasters and essentially making the decision for the scouts. And some cynical people have suggested that the scouts took this compromise knowing that it would lead to that ultimate thing, which they, the adults, which, which actually was the, drew the most opposition across America was That's the true. idea of, of openly homosexual adult scoutmasters working with boys. Yeah, the, the morally straight uh, and clean kind of language and the principles of scouting, there is an old joke, and this is, uh, of course, we the FCC controls what, what uh, I am allowed to say, so I, I, I'll clean this up slightly, but it was once said of the Boy Scout manual, which at the time, and perhaps even now, although I think it's kind of reduced to this uh, inclusion within what is clean, said masturbation was not permissible. A good scout could not do that, in which case uh, one pundit observed that then 90% of the Boy Scouts in the country would have to be thrown out immediately, and the other 10% would be evicted soon thereafter for lying on the questionnaire. Um, but the serious point about it is if you have principles, uh, but they don't seem to be evenly enforced, uh, it just seems like there's no point in even having the pretense of keeping to the principles. But, but I think the sad thing in this case is I think this really was uh, driven by, uh, well, I, I have to give them credit, the homosexual activists who, who pushed this hard. Um, what happened was the scouts started losing corporate donations. And uh, this was all uh, predicated on the, uh, the non-discrimination codes, the pro-gay non-discrimination codes that these corporations had. So, so some smart uh, homosexual activists, uh, including some online groups, started saying, hey, uh, this, this company, for example, UPS, was giving money to the scouts, and yet it had a, a pro-homosexual non-discrimination code. Mm -hmm. They used that to, to drive those corporations to push them to pull the money from the scouts. And I think the scouts, in, in one sense, sort of panicked. Barry, because uh, they had just, uh, I believe, last year determined and, and, and issued a whole report uh, defending their decision to keep the old policy, the, the, the one that they had since the Supreme Court, to keep that in place. And then all of a sudden, they shocked the conservative side by, by switching. 
Yeah, but when you, the implication or the uh, kind of bringing in the business aspect of this, certainly that does have a factor. Uh, I was opposed, for example, when city governments said during the Chick-fil-A uh, crisis, when the president of the company said he was against marriage equality, and there were uh, politicians, uh, who mayors, including the mayor of the District of Columbia, who said, well, we can't have those uh, chicken places here yeah. because of that. I mean, that's clearly wrong, but the idea even though I'm not always comfortable with it, but the idea of pressure groups on the right or the left trying to affect policy through the leverage of economic boycott claims, uh, it's certainly constitutionally permissible. As I said, on both sides, I personally am a little troubled by it, but that's kind of the same thing Chick-fil-A did. You weren't objecting to that. UPS takes it the opposite direction. You object to it. Yeah, well, you know, I, no, I agree with you. It's constitutionally permissible. And I guess uh, one of the things I think to our side, my side, the what I will call the conservative pro-family side, they need to get better at it. I mean, the reality is, uh, d- due to the work of the Human Rights Campaign, which is the largest gay lobby group probably in the world, uh, they have a very sophisticated corporate leverage project in which they rate the corporations according to how pro-gay they are. Well, and then they ratchet it up every couple years. I think it gets more and more tight now. The, the, net, the latest one actually has corporations funding uh, transsexual sex change operations as, as evidence of how uh, mm. uh, gay tolerant they are. So this was used to push the scouts, and really I don't think there's a lot of lot countervailing on the other side, Barry. That's one reason why uh, your side is winning this, because uh, while, while pro-family groups like the Family Research Council and my group and others were active in Washington, gay activists were out working corporations, and ultimately they got much better at the corporate pressure game than, pro, than the pro-family side. Yeah, well, it's uh, and, but it is something that's going to continue no matter who prevails today. Uh, these efforts to use corporate power one way or another are probably going to continue. Uh, one of your, uh, I can't say as a colleague, I don't know uh, who it was speaking on CBS radio this morning, but was suggesting in, in regard to the Boy Scout debate, look, one of the complications will be we will have lots of practical problems like how do you decide in a two-boy tent about who who the two boys are and 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 I thought for a second, well, but there's something weird about that. If, if, for example, you had a gay scout and a straight scout, and the gay scout somehow assaulted the straight scout, it would be the same thing as an assault based on religion or race. It would be intolerable in the Boy Scouts. It would be illegal. It would be a criminal act in most jurisdictions. Why wouldn't we just treat it like that? Why would we try to pair up gay scouts with gay scouts and straight... It makes no sense. Well, well I think that, well, because I think actually in this sense, Barry, I take ser- more seriously uh, homosexual ideology than you do, because if a guy, even a 15-year-old boy, defines himself as sexually attracted to other males, should that should the straight kid be forced to be in the tent with the other kid? I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's the same thing with college campuses, and mm-hmm. I, I believe, and maybe you, you'll agree with me on this, in a lot of college campuses now, you have students, if they get, let's say, a straight kid uh, gets a, a homosexual roommate, He's not allowed to say, I want another roommate on the basis of the homosexuality, because that's discrimination. But, I mean, you, you don't let guys room with girls. So, I mean, it, seeing that there, there's a definition of themselves as being sexually attracted to other male, I think that creates tension, sexual tension, yeah. which most parents don't want in the scouts at all. Yeah, well, they may not want the sexual tension, but, I mean, I mean since all parents were at one time 15 years old themselves, uh, they would understand that this is a, a powerful force. Force, and that one needs to 
I would say, as a parent, uh, you teach kids principles about behavior toward other people and whether they're attracted to someone who's the same sex, the opposite sex. Nevertheless, there are certain things you simply don't do. It is not right, and that's what I think parents do. I, I do disagree a bit. The parents don't want the institutions like the scouts uh, to talk about sex because a lot of parents say we'd prefer not to talk about it ourselves. Maybe somebody else ought to do it. We'll be back with Peter LaBarber where you're listening to Culture Shocks. I'm your host, Barry Lynn. Peter's the president of Americans for Truth about homosexuality. We'll be back. Take a look at his website in a minute on Culture Shocks. You're listening to Culture Shocks with Barry Lynn on the Genesis Communication Network. Our nation's founders believed that all Americans have the right to worship according to their own beliefs or not to worship at all. So strong was their commitment to religious freedom that they enshrined it in the first sentence of the Bill of Rights. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. We call this constitutional guarantee the first freedom. Religion is deeply personal and Americans must be free to practice without coercion. There must be a separation of church and state. We are on the verge of losing this fundamental freedom. You may wonder, what can I do? The answer is simple. Do what our founders did. Sign your name to a very important document, the First Freedom First Petition. Go to www.firstfreedomfirst.org and sign it today. By standing together, we can send a powerful message to our elected officials. Time and time again. You need to come here and help us. We need assistance. Please. Those we should be able to depend on let us down. Federal and state and local officials saying help is on the way. Well, the folks here in Bell Harbor say show me. Don't depend on the government to save you. Take action now so that you're prepared for the next disaster with MyPatriotSupply.com. Get the best prices on storable food, non-GMO seeds, water filtration devices, home canning equipment, survival and self-reliance books, and more at MyPatriotSupply.com. Call 866-229-0927. We are hurting down here, and we need help immediately. Before it's time to survive, it's time to prepare. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Imagine waking one morning only to find your family shivering in the dark because you couldn't afford to pay your electric bill. That's closer than you think. You probably haven't heard about this yet because the liberal media has been suppressing what is fast becoming the most shocking news story of 2012. Obama's secret war on coal that could increase your already high power bill as much as 400% in coming months. As shocking as it sounds, it may well be just a matter of time before the lights start going out across America. But here's some good news. There's an underground video at Exposed123.com that thousands of smart patriots have used to end their slavery to the corrupt electricity monopoly. The video at Exposed123.com has already been banned by Google, and the liberal media is doing everything in its power to take it down and keep America in the dark. So watch it now at Exposed123.com before it's too late. Again, that's Exposed123.com. The 
29th Annual Health Freedom Expo returns June 7th through June 9th at the Schaumburg Convention Center in Schaumburg, Illinois, featuring over 75 world-renowned doctors, activists, and experts. Meet Dr. Joel Wallach, author of Dead Doctors Don't Lie, actress and activist Daryl Hannah, famed Dr. Patch Adams, woman's health expert Dr. Joan Borisenko, GMO activist Jeffrey Smith, and renowned natural health doctor Dr. Joseph Mercola. Sample delicious, healthy foods. Watch award-winning documentaries. Attend exciting panel discussions. Discover the latest natural health products. And be sure to check out the Expo Hall, filled with 200 exhibitors. Don't forget about the new interactive pavilions and receive free screenings. It's all here under one roof for only $20 a day or $45 for the entire three-day weekend. It costs less than a doctor's visit. But hurry, tickets are going fast. For tickets and info, visit healthfreedomexpo.com or call 888-658-3972. The Health Freedom Expo, your one source for total natural health solutions. All right, we are back right here on Culture Shocks, awaiting the decision by the Boy Scouts on the question of whether to allow for gay scouts and perhaps later through litigation or other forms of pressure, and I don't mean that necessarily in a bad way, but pressure, uh, gay scoutmasters sometime in the near future. Peter LaBarber is my guest. He's the president of Americans for Truth about homosexuality. After, what, what's the website there, Peter? Uh, it's AmericansForTruth.org. AmericansForTruth.org. You've been Can doing I say something this. on that last yes, point before absolutely. the absolutely. Sure. Yeah, uh, the difference is, uh, with, you're talking about the, the Girl Scout, uh, girls and boys, is that in the Scouts, traditionally, there were no girls. And so, obviously, those guys, <laughs> they are getting interested in girls at that time, or they've been interested for years when they're 15, 16, but they're not out camping with girls. And in this case, you would have... Uh, people, what I would say, with with uh, aberrant sexuality, right there in mixed in with the other boys, and that's the big difference. Yeah, unless those boys, whether the sexuality is normal, as I would say, or aberrant, as you would say, uh, nevertheless, you still have standards. You still you don't attack people. This, I guess, is the thing that that I, I am troubled as I read through. Uh, the emails that you send, and I'm, I'm on your mailing list and all of that. And I, I certainly hope you're on mine. But uh, it's a sense that people are literally uncontrollable, and we're not that way. We do make choices. We do stand for certain principles that transcend the question of whether we're gay or straight, right? Right. Yeah, but there's there's always been conventions in society. You 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 are a nice guy. I can tell Barry uh, by the very fact that you're you've been fair to me over the years, even though we're ideologically polar opposites. But I still wouldn't want you to go into uh, to I wouldn't let you use the restroom where my daughter is using. I wouldn't let you in there. Not that you'd want to go in, but there are right. conventions. And so I think that this issue uh, abandons those uh, conventions. It forces that, and, and I think that's why you know the, the, when the scouts first came out with their proposal of allowing openly homosexual adult scoutmasters, uh, the question was, do, do we want uh, openly homosexual men camping with young boys? And I think it, the, the scouts were supposed to we're forced to pull back on that. But you could also say, you know, Barry, you're a good guy, but I wouldn't want you camping with my 12-year-old daughter either. So there are conventions and there is is tradition, and I think the homosexual movement uh, is sort of 
at war with that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I hear what you're saying about tradition, but I do think that personal responsibility ultimately is the deciding point in whether the tradition is or isn't upheld. There's a tradition that says priests who claim, maybe some claim to be homosexual, most claim they're not, and they end up abusing young girls or young boys. The tradition, the convention, the moral principle says don't do it, but they in fact do it. That doesn't mean all priests are pedophiles, and it right. doesn't mean that all gay scoutmasters, straight scoutmasters confronted with uh, a 12-year-old boy or girl uh, in the tent is going to do anything untoward. But you do seem to think that it dramatically increases the possibilities of that happening. Well, I just think that's one factor, and, but, but obviously parents have the ultimate say, and they, I don't think the average parent, uh, whether this passes, goes through or not today, I don't think the average parent wants the son, uh, sons being talking about you know, this issue of homosexuality or the next one's going to be transgenderism. I don't think they want that when they put their sons in the Boy Scouts. They just want their sons to learn how to camp and tie ropes and, and everything. That's what they put them in the Scouts for. They don't want these politically correct issues foisted upon their boys, and that's what this does. And, and it's only going to we, – we have to – maybe we can agree on this, DeBerry. Mm. The whole history of gay activism is all – their agenda is implemented incrementally. This was. This is only the beginning. You're going to see more and more activism on behalf of gay scouts. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if down the road, if this goes through, you're going to see a gay marriage merit badge someday. I mean, yeah. scout. You, you will see more and more gay rights in the scouts if this goes through. Okay, let, let me turn a little bit to the, the, uh, an issue that uh, we were only able to touch on uh, once bef uh, before when uh, we had another participant and uh, things got a little, a little messier than usual uh, on this show. Uh, I do understand, I don't agree with, but I do understand uh, anti-abortion advocates who say, I am going to spend most of my adult life or as long as it takes to make sure there are no abortions in America because abortion in America today is like the Holocaust in, in Europe. It's the same thing. It's literally mass murder. But on the other hand, this issue that is very clearly and demonstrably important to you, if, if my neighbors, the two guys that live down the street, uh, if they have sex, uh, if they get married or they don't get married, I live in Maryland, so now they could get married, or they go to a school board meeting and say, respect us as members of the community, any of these things... It has no effect on me unless I feel, and perhaps you do, a kind of evangelistic fervor that says, look, it matters to me what they do, how they feel, how they act, because if they don't transform from a way of sin, they'll lose out on eternal life. People say that about me, and I'm straight. But go ahead. Is what well, drives uh, you? Uh, to be honest, that is part of it for me. It is. I mean, I'm not okay. one of these guys that says I don't care what two guys right. do behind closed doors. I understand what that means. You know, we're never barging into people's bedrooms. But I do, as a human being and as a Christian, uh, care about people's eternal soul. And I do believe, or eternal destiny, excuse me. And I do believe that uh, openly practicing sin uh, threatens that eternal destiny. But there are other effects, Barry. I mean, we're talking about one right here with the Boy Scouts. I mean, uh, 10 years ago, or well, maybe 20 years ago, you never would imagine that homosexuality would be an issue uh, with young boys and the Boy Scouts. And yet now here we are talking about uh, openly homosexual Boy Scouts being allowed. And, and, and look at the controversy it's caused, because most people who are 
of my mindset. I think the, the average parent isn't really thinking about sexual politics when they're thinking Boy Scouts. On the gay marriage issue, for example, it will have an effect. You'll see uh, it, once uh, if we're fighting gay marriage here in Illinois, if it were to pass, it would be easier to promote home for teachers incline that direction to promote homosexuality as normative in public schools. So I believe there are a lot of effects, cascading effects to this agenda. Uh, well, again, uh, one of the differences we have is that I do fundamentally believe this is a matter more of biology, uh, much more of biology than, on, than, than choice, and you, you would see it differently. If this rule, if I could just go back a step, if this rule about the Boy Scouts, if we were talking, for example, not about a policy of a private, more or less private organization like the Boy Scouts, if we were talking about a law that was being proposed in Congress that said, look, uh, tax exemption is a gift from government. You don't get a tax exemption uh, if you allow gay men to join your group. Don't bother to apply because we won't give it to you. That would be based on entirely on a religious ideology that you, for example, have, and it would, it would be unconstitutional. Do we agree on that, that this is yeah, about private it's decisions? The other thing, it's the other way that's happening. Now I think there, I believe there's legislation in California to deny tax exemption on the basis of opposing homosexuality. I'm not, I don't have the facts on that, but we're seeing efforts to punish using government power, for example, reparative therapy, change therapy for guys who want to uh, go straight, you know, uh, get help to, to develop heterosexual feelings. There's efforts to use the government to ban that kind of activity. So I think the, the government action is now being used, I would call it persecution, persecution being used to, to uh, uh, mitigate against my sort of activity. And that's, I believe that is very threatening to our First Amendment freedoms. Uh, it, it, it depends, I guess, uh, if this were about advocacy, if this were about your right to say something, that would be one thing. When it gets into the tax context, it obviously gets a tad bit more complicated. And you do believe, and I, I, I think by talking about reparative therapy, you suggest that uh, people might make, quote, a choice and then might decide where it really I can choose something else. There are certainly uh, people who... Uh, have uh, asserted and have apparently lived a, a lifestyle consistent with being gay who, who change. But it is my experience, Peter, that you're still going to find more ex-straights, uh, you know, at a gay convention than you're going to find ex-gays at anybody's straight convention. But we'll let you respond to that when we come back for more of Culture Shocks, as well as talking about marriage equality. It's come up already. The question is, is this uh, out the door and over the ridge and Peter's side is with in the dark. We'll be back for more right here on Culture Shocks. I'm Barry Lynn. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Every month, Americans United for Separation of Church and State publishes an award-winning magazine called Church and State. It exposes efforts by the so-called religious right to eat away at the core principles of religious freedom. Should your tax dollars fund expensive private religious schools and cut back funding for your local public schools? Should government bureaucrats get back in the business of writing unity prayers for your children to recite at school? Should we teach good, solid science or replace it with religious messages? 
messages about intelligent design. Should special interest groups force your school library to take popular books from the Harry Potter series to Judy Bloom novels off the shelves? These are the issues explored every month in Church and State magazine. To learn more, go to www.au.org. Americans United fights to protect and promote the constitutional principle of church-state separation. For more information, please call us at 1-800-875-3707. Survivalists, for you, being prepared is more than just a precaution. It's a way of life. And now it's time to gear up at the Prepare to Endure Expo. Coming to the Kern County Fairgrounds in Bakersfield, California, Saturday and Sunday, June 8th and 9th. Together with the Wounded Heroes Fund and 511 Tacticals, listen to nationally known speakers like Tim Ralston from Nat Geo's Doomsday Preppers and the survival mom, Lisa Bedford. Take a survival class and learn skills that can save a life and last forever. Check out the latest and greatest products at the Longevity booth and shop for deeply discounted survival gear and preparedness items from over 60 vendors. Visit PrepareToEndure.com. Active military and kids 16 and under are free, and your ticket is good for both days. If you and your family attend one event this year, this should be it. Survival favors the prepared, and the Prepare to Endure Expo will entertain and educate everyone in your family. Saturday and Sunday, June 8th and 9th at the Kern County Fairgrounds in Bakersfield, California. PrepareToEndure.com. There's been a disaster, and most of you don't even realize the serious concern for all of us. Alex Jones has warned you for years to get the most important supply you can for your liberty, freedom, and security, and that's food. We thought the danger was drought, or food diverted to our gas tanks, or food so expensive that we'd all need financial assistance to afford it, or our food being sold to other countries. But here's the most effective way you'll lose your liberty and security without a fight. Government regulation. The do-it-yourself public services of many LDS Mormon food storage canneries can no longer be provided. This, along with the recent private gardening and farming regulations and additional government control of food supplies and resources, says food is the ultimate priority. eFoods Direct will provide free shipping on all food orders until further notice. Call 800-409-5633 or on the web eFoodsDirect.com slash Alex. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. That bears repeating. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. And Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse is the key to digestive health. Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic, strong enough to cleanse, gentle enough to use every day. Pro-EM-1 is dairy, wheat, and soy-free, contains all natural and certified organic ingredients, contains no preservatives or animal products, supports a healthy digestive and immune system, supports weight loss, improves the Absorption of food nutrients, aids in controlling yeast infections, is never freeze-dried, and uses three groups of live, viable, beneficial microbes to cleanse and remove toxins. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, Terraganics.com, or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Pro-EM-1, the raw probiotic. All right. 
right, we are back and wrapping up today's conversation with Peter LaBarber, the president of Americans for Truth about homosexuality. Uh, Peter, at the end of the last uh, segment, I was mentioning this the notion of being ex-straight, ex-gay, uh, reparative therapy. Is it something that works? And we've, we've had you on whole shows dealing with this, uh, this question. Uh, how... How do you look at the statistics, if you keep such statistics, about uh, how many people uh, truly alter their sexuality or what you might call their lifestyle and live in one way and then uh, all of a sudden or after reparative therapy decide uh, really they're straight after all. I mean, uh, there have been classic cases, I'm sure you're aware of them, kind of poster children, you might say, for reparative therapy that have uh, been found in gay bars uh, after they're allegedly straight. And the whole thing's very embarrassing for your side of the argument. But again, these are anecdotes, not evidence. What's the evidence? Well, you know, uh, I can't give you a percentage of the success rates or anything, but all I know is that I've interviewed probably at least 30 former homosexuals, people who are living happy lives who once considered themselves gay, people like Charlene Cothran, who was a, a lesbian, actually kind of a, a star in the movement, who uh, became a born-again Christian, and she left the lifestyle, now she's helping others do so. When we had our show last time, remember, I, I challenged Wayne Besson. Was he yeah. following around? Because, you know, he, he's, he, he is... Uh, Dead set against uh, any ch- the idea that people can change their quote sexual orientation. So I asked him. I said, Wayne, have you have you followed around Lin- Linda Jernigan? She's here in Chicago. She's been out of the homosexual lifestyle for 13 years. So I think that the reality is is that people can change, and yet they're re- the the people who have left are probably the most politically incorrect people in America. And so not many people meet uh, know about this, whereas open and proud homosexuals uh, get a lot of publicity. Yeah, but I mean. You're- in the forefront of the movement to support and the continued support, in some cases I, I consider it inappropriate, continued financial support by some governments for reparative therapy. But, uh, I mean, you know 30 people. I mean, on the one hand, I mean, you can't be expected to know 30,000 people, but 30 people, frankly, doesn't sound like much beyond the anecdotal uh, position that Wayne would take on the other side. Yeah, but they, people like Wayne are saying that you can't change, and, and I think that's, you know, the, there was a time when the homosexual uh, activists, uh, I don't know if it was Queer Nation or ACT UP, used a phrase, it was, remember this, we're here, we're queer, get used to it. Yeah. Well, now you have people, basically, the, the alternative version, we're, we're here, we're, I won't say ex, you know, we're ex-gay, get used to it. And the point is, is that the media, uh, Barry, maybe we could agree that it's, it's heavily biased in your direction, and a lot of people who are ex-gay don't really get uh, favorable stories in the press. And yes, yes, John Polk just yeah. went back into homosexuality, but guess what? His wife, Ann Polk, was a former lesbian, and she still is a former lesbian, and she's still involved in, in that yeah. movement. So, um, yeah. well, you know, it, it, what, what a lot of things that Wayne Besson does are anecdotal. They're saying, oh, this person failed, yeah. and they focus on the failures, trying to say that everybody who tries to change that lifestyle fails, and it's yeah. just not true. Well, also, you know, the presumption here is that you kind of know what you are at an identifiable time in your personal history. And I think a lot of people, and I think one of the things that I find very sad about the way this uh, debate often uh, ends up is that uh, these struggling, these kids who are struggling with identity problems in junior high school and high school, and they honestly don't know what the answer is if forced to give a question. Are you gay? Are you straight? And, and yeah. it's the conflict, and it continues 
continues in a lifetime. I mean, people could, a completely straight person could look at an actor and go, what a handsome fellow. Now, is there a tiny bit of that that's maybe sub rosa sexual attraction? Maybe yeah. so, but life's complicated. Here's something that has changed, though, whatever. And this is changing, not just... Well, can, I, can I say yeah, something sure. about that, though? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I, I believe those kids, if they're, especially if they're in that position, I believe they should be able to hear somebody who's happily uh, ex-gay. If they're going to hear a gay activist at school or somebody talking about gay pride, they ought to hear from somebody like Charlene Cothran, who left the lesbian lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, I don't frankly have any problem with that. I mean, I do think we have to deal well, with you. But you're an honest liberal. Yeah, There's a lot no. of activists on the other side who simply want to ban do not want anybody to see those people. I think it's very ironic that a gay movement that is built on visibility, visibility for gay people, doesn't want any visibility for people who oppose, you know, who've left that lifestyle. Well, I, you know, I can't speak for all of them. I just tell you what I think about it, and I, I do think that in public schools, one should have, be open, one should be honest, one should be age-appropriate within reason, of course, too. But, uh, you know, reality uh, comes in many forms, and i got no problem with having all those forms exposed. The issue, uh, which you've talked about in the last segment also, of marriage equality or same-sex marriage, uh, I would never, when you and I first debated any of these topics, I don't even remember how long ago it was, 25, 30 years ago. Um, I would have been astonished if somebody had said, look, there will be states where there's an affirmative vote by legislatures or an initiatives to allow same-sex marriage. It would have been unthinkable. Now, if you look at the age groupings, you find people are 60 to 70 years old, still, at least in the last poll I saw, marginally against the idea. But when you get to 20 to 30-year-olds, even 30 to 40-year-olds, uh, your side well, for whatever set of reasons or lack of finances or lack of something, you've lost the debate, and it ain't going to be changed. It's not going to go back, do you think? Well, uh, obviously, I don't agree with you there. I mean, uh, there was a time when you remember when the pro-abortion side thought that they had won that debate. Um, I don't think we 25 years ago you would have predicted that the, the chastity movement, you know, the abstinence movement would be where it is. But your point is well taken. The other side obviously has the momentum because they control the leverage of, of media power. Uh, you now have a lot of major media act as if there is no legitimate other side to this issue. Uh, and so they're boxing out people on my side, and you have TV programs are very politically correct on one side of the issue. And I think the young people are just starved for information from the pro-family uh, conservative side of the argument. So you think it's literally a, a conscious decision, babe, because they see Will and Grace. They go, well, I guess it's okay. But there are, I mean, even in places like Colorado where there's still a deep divide on this question, if you, if you listen to the media out there, you listen to the local radio, for example, it's so overwhelmingly conservative not always conservative talk radio but conservative it's gospel music it's christian music it's talk that is conservative religious or secular i mean there's certainly a lot of folks out there that are saying the things and presumably somebody's listening or they wouldn't be in control of the airwaves in this a mixed state like colorado 
Yeah. Well, I think there's – well, uh, on, the, on the other hand, there's a lot of uh, what we call the Christian ghetto where you have uh, a segmented Christian population, but they're not really – their message is not getting out as much in uh, mainstream, so-called mainstream media. But let me just give you an anecdote, Barry. Sure. I was giving a talk once, and I gave a, a, a statistic on, on uh, HIV. And I'll just, it wasn't this particular statistic, but it was something like it. For example, in, in December 2012, the CDC Centers for Disease Control reported that – 78% of new HIV infections among men, 78% are um, related to men who have sex with men, in other words, homosexual. And there was some stat about that, about the disproportionate rate of HIV among homosexual practicing men. A kid in the audience was astonished. He was obviously pro-gay. He came up to me afterwards and said, where do, I, where do I get that statistic? I never heard this before. And I said, well, just go to the CDC website. Simple facts like that mm-hmm. are not getting to the next generation. I believe if they did, for, and if they also learned that people can be happily ex-gay, I think you would see those numbers change. But right now, those messages are not just getting, not getting out. And that's our fault. We've got to do more to get that information out to them. Yeah, I mean, although, to be fair to the CDC, I mean, uh, the, the, again, I don't know the numbers that you just gave, and maybe I don't know whether you were using that illustratively or not. But there, there certainly is a huge discrepancy uh, in terms of new AIDS cases. Uh, they are, in fact, um, among gay men much more than among lesbians or straight men or straight women. I mean, there's no question about that. But I, but I mean, I see that in the Washington Post. When they do, yeah, but it's it's, it's really not. Uh, I don't think it's really taught to young people. I mean, we talk about the dangers of smoking and, and other danger, uh, health unhealthy practices. But if you were to put homosexual practicing, okay, let's just limit it to men, yeah. male homosexuality. You, you, there would be an outcry, and that's the that's the testimony to gay power in our culture. Gay power has risen to the point where if somebody a teacher did try to teach that, or maybe a curricula, and uh, especially in a blue state, uh, mm-hmm. there would be tons of protests by the other side. And I think a lot of people are intimidated from getting these truths out there. Well, uh, you've certainly never been intimidated, and you've never been intimidated about uh, expressing your views, where they come from, very uh, candidly and very honestly. And I uh, thank you, Peter, for uh, joining us on the show today. We'll both wait a few more hours. This is a taped conversation we're having uh, to find out what the Boy Scouts of America do about gay scouts and where that will lead. Speculative, but I think Peter and I both agree eventually if that decision's made, gay scout masters will come. That bothers him. Doesn't bother me. You've been listening to Culture Shocks. I'm your host, Barry Lynn, and we'll talk again. This edition of Culture Shocks has been produced by Diane Robinson, engineered by Dwayne Davis, and the Genesis Communication Network technical staff. Visit us online at cultureshocks.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this 
this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporeant e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service, fast, free, same-day shipping, and a 30-day warranty and satisfaction guarantee. So are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle? Then call 870-518-4307. That's 870-518-4307. Or visit LeSig.com, spelled L-E-C-I-G.com. LeSig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker. Anyone who says that America has lost its innovative edge in technology and manufacturing has not chugged a can of Bud recently. The buzz is back. Well, actually, Budweiser is no longer American. It's now a German outfit owned by InBev, the world's largest maker of suds. But picky picky. The brew crew overseeing the king of beers knows what we American quaffers want in a can of beer. A new and improved can. Huh? Yes, says the Vice President of Innovation at Budweiser, we're consciously working to bring innovation to the packaging side of the beer market. He explains that you trend-seekers are on the make for new things, so the corporation's container shapers have devised a bow-tie can that kinks inward in the middle. How exciting is that? Plus, get ready to bust your beer gut. There are 8.5 fewer calories in the new can. How did they manage that? By magic which is to say, trickery. The bowtie design allows the multi-billion dollar brew kings to short you by putting almost an ounce less of beer per can than you got in the old standard 12-ouncer. But come on, we experienced hoisters of the brewer's art will definitely feel that loss of product, so they can't fool us into paying more for less. Well, that's where their innovative genius trumps our consumer instincts. To keep us off balance, Anheuser-Busch InBev's bowtie can has nearly double the amount of aluminum of its regular can, making the new feel just as heavy as the old. Less beer, more metal. That's heavy innovation, my friends. Oh, one more innovative twist. In case some of you trend seekers try to compare ounces in the new six-packs, you will find that the bowtie cans only come in eight-packs. This is Jim Hightower saying, if you want honest beer, try the craft brews at your local pub. In recent years, more Americans are becoming uncertain about the future, especially since the idea of global warming has evolved from a political debate to a general acceptance that climate change is real. It's resulting in more violent weather and violent extremes in temperature. It serves no purpose here to speak of fear or to live in fear. But there are common sense signs that suggest that our food security is being impacted. 
The USDA makes annual forecasts of our nation's corn crop each year. It's instructive to review recent corn yields simply to look at how they are faring with regard to projections. You know, a majority of our diet has corn in it. Did you know that corn production in America has fallen below normal for the past several years? The 2012 crop averaged only 123 bushels to the acre, which is almost one-fourth below USDA projections. This year, the USDA is projecting another record crop, while one-half of the country remains in severe drought. At the same time, we're eating our way through our cattle herds. Ranchers are cutting back herd size because of drought. This year's calf crop will be the lowest since 1949, and the annual calf crop has been declining since 1995. None of this is very good news for our food supply. Recently, I discovered a service called GoFoods. The company packages and sells dehydrated, non-GMO, ready-to-eat meals with a long shelf life. After investigating the company, I bought a URL, and it's called www kcaafoods.com. Now this website forwards to the Go Foods product site. Again, Go Foods packages, prepares, and delivers monthly supplies of ready-to-eat, dehydrated, non-GMO meals right to your residence. You simply order it online and you get a month's supply by mail. My Go Foods service costs a little over $100 a month. And in a few months, I'll have a good stockpile of non-GMO meals in my pantry. Some meals have a shelf life of over a decade, so my wife just stores them in ice chests, and then they can be accessed later if we need them. Also, some people buy Go Foods and add them to their regular menu. Either way, it's a good deal. Obviously, committing $100 a month to stored foods is a cheap insurance policy. So to subscribe to this food service, just like I have, go to the following website www.kcaafoods.com or call toll-free 855-909-1050. My name is Fred Lundgren. I'm the founder and CEO of KCAA Radio, and I agree with this message. Listen, are you looking for a full or part-time opportunity to supplement your income? Come join us every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. at Denny's in Redlands, just off Alabama. Learn about the most powerful biotanical on Earth. We are expanding rapidly into Southern California and are willing to train new distributors. The income earnings are extraordinary. Listen, medications are killing this country, as seen on the Discovery Channel. Dr. Oz, ESPN, heal naturally without all the harmful effects. We have over 20 years in the health and wellness industry, and we have never seen a product like this. Results are felt in as little as 15 minutes as our Moringa is cell-ready and enzymatically alive. This all-natural product will lower your blood pressure, relieve arthritis, increase your energy, enhance weight loss, or your money back. Do your part and get your friends off of Red Bull, Monster, 5-Hour Energy. Hey, come by Denny's in Redlands every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Call right now to book a seat to this private business meeting. 909-346-3725. 909-346-3725. Brought to you by YouFeelLikeCrap.com. You're on board KCAA's Inland Talk Express. KCAA, Loma Linda, 1050 AM. The station that needs no listener behind. Life is like a battlefield. 
there's a battle for the soul of America. We can't let him tear the kingdom down. This is no game. This is war. Flesh and blood. It's between the bad and good. We can't stop until the trumpet sound. This is war. Not a game we're playing. This is war. The only question is, which side will you be on? It's time now for a call to decision with Pastor Butch Paul. Satan's armies come to kill. This is Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Butch Paul, and we are back with you live tonight, the 28th day of May 2013. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you had a good long weekend. I know we did. I was privileged to uh, attend the graduation of a high school senior, Olivia Hudock, who fought all year over not uh, with the school board and the state for not taking mandatory vaccinations. She was not allowed to go back to school. She was a homebound uh, school this year, and this, about the county had to pay for it, which is wonderful. Yeah, they did. So that's a victory one right there. But she almost did not get a walk across the stage to get a diploma Saturday, but she did. The school, the county, back down again. Olivia graduated with honors like you wouldn't believe. And I am so proud of this young lady. Olivia Hudock is worthy of a lot of our gratitude for the stand she took for all of us and all the children in this state of West Virginia and other places also. But anyway, maybe one night I'll have one to give an update on what happened 